Hi, this is Mixed Up Zombies with the final episode of Mixed Up Zombies Interviews. I've been busy with other things, and I just wanted to end the show before any more episodes got delayed. If that's not already obvious from this PAX East episode that is releasing now in December, I plan to release this in October and that didn't even happen. While there's a good chance there's going to be a couple more episodes every once in a while, I'm not really actively planning any. So I just want to thank all the developers and people interested in the podcast for showing their support along the way. It's still a lot of fun for me to do these interviews, even if I don't have the time to do them currently. Uh, I also wanted to thank the Right of Ilk developers, which is the interview that this is waiting on, you know. Um, And I apologize for the delay to them for getting this out. Uh, The game is still in development and still looking for release dates. So yeah, check that game out if you're interested after listening to this interview. Without further ado, here's the interview. All right, I'm still at PAX East interviewing more developers and now I'm interviewing the developers of Right of Ilk. And you are? On the Chickies and I'm one of the co-founders of Turnix Studios. So is this your, this is the first game from you or have you developed multiple titles before this? Uh, personally, I've been in the industry for a little bit longer than today. I've worked on Horizon Zero Dawn and Killzone Shadowfall as a concept artist, but after being in the AAA industry for a while, I wanted to do something else, and I always had an indie heart. So I contacted people I knew from school, back from when I was in college, and we started this whole thing, the Turtleneck Studio thing, and uh, we wanted to do something completely innovative and something new. We wanted to pack the AAA into a blazing indie heart, and uh, Raid of Oak came up. Well, it definitely, I mean, I kind of got a hint at some point that you were using UE4 and it still look, it looks amazing. It's probably one of the strongest looking indie games easily. Where, where was one, was that automatically like we should use UE4, we have experience, or was it kind of a choice? It was kind of difficult because when we first started working on prototypes for this game, Neural Engine 4 just came out and we had a little bit of UDK experience. But most of us were working in Unity in our own our own projects, and of course, they're using our engines at the big companies. Um, so we felt like, you know, why not just jump the gun and just do something completely new? We're going to do something crazy. Let's do Unreal Engine 4. It's probably going to be beautiful. Turned out to be a good choice. Yeah, definitely. And so, where were the? Uh, I'm, I'm loving the color of this game. Where was the, those decisions when it just come to aesthetic and everything? Because it takes place in kind of a somewhat tribal, somewhat. Amazonian jungle area? So a lot of the aesthetic choices were kind of like finding compromise between making it adult enough so that adults will enjoy it and making it accessible enough so that when you're playing with your kids or your kids are playing generally or youngsters are playing it, they can also enjoy it. At the same time, you want to appeal to both genders. So it's like it's been a bit of a wide audience. Um, so we came up with like, what if we use a bit of sharper, harder lighting? a uh, bit more saturation, but we still create this atmosphere that's unique. Uh, a lot of concepting and a lot of sweat and tears uh, put, were put into trying to make that feel just right. So uh, using uh, the example of families, this game is entirely co-op. Uh, does it have a single player option or does it, that's totally fine if it does not? It's a co-op from the ground up. From yeah. the very core, we want to create something that connects people not just in the game, but also outside of the game. So it's more about what's happening outside the screen. Um, when we tackle this, we do, we do want to make it accessible, and also we want to sell it. So 
not having a single player in there is kind of like shooting yourself, yeah. which is terrible. Uh, but we, we just couldn't live with the fact of an AI system or something like that. It just isn't a single player game. So in order to accomplish something that works for both parties, we're now going to support not just only local co-op, but also online multiplayer. Yeah, so that, that was that's always the one thing where it's like, well, we're going to make it co-op. I'm glad you're doing online. I absolutely love playing games in person with my best friend, so this is another one right up my alley because there is, there is just kind of this, I guess you would, it's somewhat community and then building off of each other and then, the, you know, there's, you just feel more than just, oh, I'm just playing this game for a couple hours. I'm guessing that was planned from the beginning, that there's more of a connect with a game that you play with multiple people and solve problems together. Well, we really want to tackle that whole connection part, so it's going to be a journey. Like, you're watching a, a trilogy of, uh, of movies together, but, you know, you have the memory of not just, oh, what happened in that particular movie, in this case, or game, but actually the moments you shared, maybe someone fell and drowned. That funny moment is something that's unique to you yourself as a player. So that's definitely something we, we think is, is something we're trying to establish a lot, and by the looks of it, it's somewhat successful. And then what, what is the story? I know there, there is the titular right of elk. Well, can you describe more of that? So these two, ki two kids, one is a boy who's 10-year-old and the girl is 11 years old. They're not from, they're not siblings. They're not, they're not related. Uh, the only way they're related is they're both chosen to be part of this right of ilk. Uh, the ilk stands for their tribe, for their family. And the right stands for the ritual they have to go through, kind of like a rite of passage. The gods of that world are angry at the old people, the people of old who have done something horrible. And, and, and in turn, the tribes people are trying to showcase that they're not horrible people, that they can cooperate, that they're helpful, that they're friendly. And they're actually trying to make amends for the mistakes of their own people and showcase to the gods that they can cooperate by cho choosing these two kids to send them out in the world. And then for the actual uh, environment, was there any actual real-life inspirations? Because there's definitely a combination of things that you could take from, but there's, uh, I wouldn't pinpoint just one, obviously. There's a lot of them. Um, Real-world examples would be uh, African tribes. It would also be a bit of like the Essex and, 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 and places like uh, you'll find in South America. But aside from that, also Native American uh, culture is a little bit in there. It's a bit of a mix of all the tribally feels and trying to make it feel very raw. And at the same time, we're trying to establish something that is fictionally beautiful and something that's from our own heads and mind. So it will take place in an outlandish alien planet, also so we can do a little bit, have a little bit more freedom in putting in our own effort and creativity. Obviously, there's danger in this game. I'm assuming there's not... Is there any combat of whatsoever? Because, like, I'm, I would honestly be, at least from your point, kind of conflicted on that. Because you're kind of doing something where you're looking at it, taking a second, and then coming to an action. So, what has the thought been on any combat whatsoever? Uh, when designing this game, we really struggled with the idea of do we want to put combat in that? And personally, I love having combat games. I like fighting. I like doing RPG style games and having a sword and slaying a dragon. But this is just not the type of game that really lends well for that. For sure. What we wanted to do is you want to establish tense moments and moments where you're battling. But your battling has to be and come from the mind of a kid. In this case, in the game, you're playing two kids. But 
also from the mind of the people playing it. So all the challenges you'll get, all the fighting you'll get, and there will be a sort of combat, will be about trying to outsmart the beast rather sure. than actually having a sword and stabbing it to death. And then, uh, so, are you planning sometime this or next year? Um, it's very tight still. Our team is a little bit too small right now to try to, we're trying to expand the team, get sure. some finances in, and get it rolling. Um, what we're trying to do, and that's just an ETA that honestly can change on the fly, we're thinking somewhere around 2019. We hope so, but it can definitely be pushed back to 2020. Yeah, and then uh, pretty much all the consoles, as far as you know, maybe like PCs, uh, PS4, Xbox One at some point, maybe. Yes, yes, P PC for sure. Uh, this game lends itself really well to Couch Cope as well, so we're going to try and do PS4, Xbox One. And we're also going to see what we can do with Nintendo Switch because I think personally it would be super cool to just switch that thing off and get yeah, something definitely. to play with them. Yeah, not, they've definitely made strides in UE from my understanding with the Switch. I, yeah. yeah. So. so yeah, it looks awesome and I'm excited to see it sometime hopefully next year. <laughs> Thank you very much.